how good do you want to feel? Feeling good is not anything you have to earn, but it is an actionable choice you have to take. I am offering you the opportunity to join my Warrior Women 30-Day Challenge. I have chosen four superpowers to focus on for this 30-day challenge. Once you master even one of these, everything starts to shift. Week one is all about self-compassion. In week two, we're gonna talk about the importance of pleasure, why we think we have to earn it, and why sacrificing and suffering lead to burnout. In week three of the 30-day Warrior Women Challenge, we learn about abundance. In week four, you are going to learn how to access ease and flow. You can begin this 30-day challenge anytime you want, and you can even do it more than once. You can do it at the pace that works for you. Own your worth and own your life. Put yourself not only back on the list, but right at the top. I dare you. You can access the 30-day challenge by accessing the link in the show notes. And because you are a podcast listener, you're going to get this for only $39. 30 days of working on you for 39 bucks? That is a hell yes. Okay, Warriors, the challenge has been issued. The only question is, will you take it? Well, how good do you want to feel? Love you, Warriors. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek. And this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, Warriors. Where were you when you heard Roe v. Wade was overturned? I was in Italy with my family and my sister-in-law, nieces and nephews. It came across my phone as an alert and I gasped. I don't know why I was so shocked. I had seen the leaked draft brief from the Supreme Court And smart women like Hillary Clinton had told us this could happen, but when it actually did happen, I was devastated. It's hard to believe we live in a country that covets freedom and yet wants to control women's bodies. My guest today ran for Senate with a pro-choice platform and was told not to talk about the abortion issue. That people wouldn't elect her. Well, look at us now. That thing that we didn't want to look at or deal with or talk about has arrived on our doorstep. I wanted to talk to someone about Roe v. Wade and what we can do now, right now, to make a difference. This is a hard time to be a woman, but we are now fully awake that we must take radical personal responsibility to protect our rights. If you're needing some self-care right now, and Lord knows who doesn't, sign up for my 30-day challenge. You'll feel a lot better after putting the focus back on you. Love you, warriors. Let's get into it. But first, ladies, money is not a dirty word. It's a great word. And I'm thrilled to tell you that the Broad Network is launching the Wealthy Women Summit, or WeWo. The WeWo Summit is not your typical conference with lanyards and cold coffee. Hosted by the Broad Network on August 25th and 26th, 2022, on the Sir Winston Yacht in Long Beach. 
The Wealthy Women's Summit is for anyone looking to expand their wealth in mind, body, health, leadership, business, and community. Join us for two impactful days where we'll dive into the concept that wealthy living is a mindset and commitment to a value of your own self-worth. You can learn more and get tickets at wewosummit.com. That's W-E-W-O summit.com. Let's talk about money and let's be wealthy women together. Okay, everyone, today we have Grace Van Cleef. Grace is a small business owner, a community advocate, and the most recent candidate for Iowa Senate District 17. Knowing cases restricting abortion rights were being heard before the U.S. Supreme Court and the Iowa Supreme Court, Grace ran on a platform to give choice a voice, focusing much of her platform on protecting reproductive rights in the face of Roe v. Wade being overturned. While powerful Democrats at the state and national level advised her not to speak about abortion on the campaign trail, she broke Iowa fundraising records, having outraised her opponent by more than two to one and earned endorsements from Run for Something, Our Revolution Iowa, Iowa Unity Coalition, and former Lieutenant Governor Patty Judge and various other Democratic activists. Although her candidacy ended in defeat, Grace reframed the race to a discussion of abortion rights, a rarity for the first-time candidate, and is now described as poised to lead the urgent Iowa fight over reproductive rights. Oh, my good gracious, Miss Grace, I cannot thank you enough for coming today because I need somebody to soothe my lady wounds and we need to talk. We do, girl. We need you. So welcome to the show, Grace. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. And yeah, we all have to stick together on this one and it's important to talk about it. So thanks for having me. Well, you know, it's funny. I was telling you, I was already going to reach out for you too, because I thought it was just, I've never really had somebody that like, you know, ran for Senate and you were, your platform was abortion rights. So you were already very interesting to me. And then when Roe v. Wade fell, I was like, sweet Jesus, who can I talk to that will understand me and my pain? It's Grace. So so now you're really here because we want to talk about all that's happening. So we have so much to talk about. So I really appreciate you coming. So tell me about the moment you decided to run for state Senate, because this is something I work with. Do you know Simona Grace from Moms in Office? I don't. Okay. I'm going to connect you to her. So she was one of my first guests on the podcast. I'm on the board of Moms in Office. And she's always talking about women, you know, moms especially, but also all women need to run for office because that's the only way things are going to change. And so she told me how hard it is to run and the money it takes and all the things. So I'm fascinated by this, but tell me the moment you decided to run for state Senate. Was it something you had always kind of wanted to do? Was it in the back of your mind? What made you throw your hat in the ring? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I have been a political junkie since like the fifth grade, but, and of course, you know, our younger selves, like I wanted to run for president and all those things. But then as we get older and the world starts doing what it does to women, I started, you know, being like, no, I don't want to run for office. I think I want to be the person that's like behind the scenes. So I did work as a political staffer for many years out of college. I worked for the DNC for Emily's List and other folks. And that's how I moved to Iowa was for a political campaign. And I kind of put, and I remember being frustrated because I was going, I'm doing all this work. So somebody else gets to live out their dreams. Like this is you know, usually a white man. And I then kind of put it 
stop I left politics and I worked for myself for the last 12 years but last fall we had redistricting here in Iowa and I literally was like looking at the last draft of my new business website so excited about what the future is going to hold and my longtime partner John came in and he was like let's go get coffee and he shows me this map and says so this is where we live and this is a brand new district that nobody represents and I just went I'll run and it was like that's what i was hoping you would say and i think that it's not that i was like plotting for you know where's the best place to live for my political career i think it came from spending several years like doing mindset work surrounding myself with people who were doing badass things starting a new business like all these things that it was like well of course i should go run for office because when you're when you surround yourself with people who are making lots of money who are going from zero to 60 and making lots of money because they say they can and starting leaving marriages starting just doing things that most normal people would be like that is the scariest thing i've ever heard but doing it just like it's no big deal i think it made that's what it kind of rubbed off was it was like yeah i'll run and so i did i am just i love that it was that <laughs> easy of a choice in some ways because yeah. i think you know what sometimes those are the best choices when you're just like i'm gonna do it you know like yes. you, obviously something felt natural to you like it felt like the stars had kind of aligned you saw the redistricting and you thought like you know what this is probably my chance and you'd had that little gnawing feeling of like why am I supporting these white males when I, when really it should be me, right? Like, I don't want to be the background singer. I want to be Janet Jackson. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, you knew that protecting abortion rights and this, I got to tell you, I think I am not alone when I say, even when that draft opinion came out, you know, and it said, we're going to, you know, whatever it said about Roe v. Wade, I still was like, they can't do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like they can't do it. So I'm so impressed that you knew and you were smart enough to know that Roe v. Wade being overturned was a possibility and that you wanted to protect abortion rights. And that was your platform that you ran on before it even fell. So, but people told you not to campaign on it, Grace. So tell me about that. Why, why did they tell you not to campaign on abortion rights issue? Yeah, and you know, and it's so interesting because I just thought it was of a natural fit. I was like, oh my gosh, I know what I should run on. Like, like abortion rights, it's your rose coming down. And I was told by Democrats, by sitting elected officials, by you donors, like, but you know, when you have like the, one of the wealthiest donors in the state, who's literally telling you, like, I don't think that's a good idea. And then of course, like waiting for you to go, oh, you're right. And I'm just like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and uh, glad you think that. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing is that number one, I wanted to run 100% authentically as myself. And while I was not successful, I will say I look back and I would be kicking myself if I had listened to them. And then this happened. I'm like, what if I had just run on that? I did. And I didn't know there would be a leaked opinion. And even when that happened, people freaked out, but they still, much like you said, it was kind of like, is that really going to happen? And I'm going, yes, it is. And we need women leading the charge. We need women who are going to be the most vocal about this issue. We need women who are not scared. And I think that we have this idea. I think what happens for when people are saying, like, you shouldn't talk about abortion. I was told, like, you put it on your website. Just don't talk about it with voters. I'm going, I, I'm a Democrat. Like, this is in our platform. Like, this is not some secret thing. And I think it goes to show how people look at it as something that's very shamey. You know, they don't even want to say the word. And I think it also goes to people living in so much fear of 
this, you know, very vocal minority and like, what are they going to think? Well, they're not going to be with me regardless of anything. So why don't I just be out there and be completely who I am and see what I attract? And I think that goes with anything you do. Not everybody's going to like you. If you put who you are out there, you know, who will you attract? They'll, they will be your people, not these other people that you're so scared. If I'm who I am, then they'll go run away screaming. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I disagree. You were successful. I mean, you say you weren't successful. You raised a ton of money. Did you win? No. But were you successful? Yes. In my That's opinion. right. Thank you. Thank you for that reminder that you're exactly right. Like I, yes. And I mean, I raised over a hundred thousand dollars, which, you know, in California, that's like nothing, but here in Iowa, that's a lot of money, especially for a race like this. Like, I think it's when we have a, something that's greater than us and we can see, like, I can see how I would be good at this. I can see what I have to do. I think you just have to have unstoppable confidence. I have people all the time who are like, really, you're doing that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, because they would never, but you know, and that, that's a great point. I mean, I think if you had run a campaign, the campaign, somebody else wanted you to run, mm-hmm. it would have felt, even if you won, it wouldn't <sighs> have felt great. Because you're right. You wouldn't have been yourself. And then you would have been like, what do I have to like squink around and hide? Like what I really think, you know, it's like coming in the back door weird, you know, it doesn't feel good. So you wanted to walk through the front door. You wanted to be like, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. And this is what I'm running on. So uh, bravo to you. I mean, that's a campaign to be proud of in my opinion. So tell me, okay, Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Many women. I mean, I could just go on. Many women are fed up. And frankly, we are sad. We're upset. We're licking our wounds a bit. We are going to get up. We are going to do something about it. What, in your opinion, do we need to do to protect women and reproductive rights at this point? Because I feel like, you know, I'm hearing about, there's a lot of words being thrown around. We had to codify it. We got to, you know, I'm like, ah, what does that mean? I'm like, it's all wound talk. I'm like, we got to cut it. We got to codify. We got to like solder it together. Like I'm like, literally, I don't even know what's happening, but I'm here for all anything, any solution anyone has. That's uh, right. And I feel good because we do live in California and Gav- Gavin mm-hmm. is trying to enshrine it and all the things. So, mm-hmm. but tell me overall, what do we need to do? Like, I think women are feeling pretty powerless right now. What can a person like me, Grace, who's interested, who wants to help, who wants to do something, what do we do? Yes. You know, and I think there's so many people like you and I think that's what in the days afterwards, people are looking around and they're like, what am I, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I think number one, we come from as a country and I think especially, you know, progressives, we can kind of come from this very victim mindset of just like, somebody is going to save us. Like Robert Mueller is going to save us from Trump. Like, Like we can go through all of it of like, somebody's going to come in And they're going to like impeach Clarence Thomas and we're going to get this fixed. That is not happening. Like nobody is coming to save us. I am sorry to say there is not some room of smart people in Washington who are going to get this changed. But it is change is going to happen from us. We are the leaders we are looking for. And I'm going to tell you, it's not it's going to come from women and it's going to be people like yourself who are moms who are fed up. Why? How did I think about like the gun, you know, the gun control movement that's come up. Who have been the leaders on that? Moms. And I think especially moms are such a great spokespeople for this because you have children because they want to paint it as, 
Oh, that's for those people who, you know, they hate children and they are promiscuous and whatever it is. And it's like, oh no, I have children. And I believe that there should be, that people should have a right to their own reproductive decisions. And people should be able to have the children that they want when they want them. And so I think that's where moms are very unique in this scenario. I think so it starts with, you know, whether it's conversations one-on-one you know, whether you're at the playground or wherever it is, and especially getting away from husbands, I think you will find people that you may not normally agree with politically, you will be more aligned with on this issue. It's always the focus has been, who's the president? Who's in Congress? Who's going to win the Senate? And that's great. And that's important. But we're now changing this to from the judiciary and the federal level to the state and local level. So for instance, you're in California, you're safe. Like you've got all, you know, you've got great representation, all of that. Yes. I'm in Iowa. You know, it is like any, they're doing everything they can to ensure that it will be struck down. In fact, today, the 24 hour waiting period just went into effect here in Iowa. And, you know, and so I think it's very jarring for us as women, because it's realizing what I want to just shake everyone and say is, I believe that you have value besides being able to birth and raise children, even though that is a wonderful thing that you have value in this world and we need to honor it. So, you know, that's when you're going to start looking at what state represented people running for the state representatives and Senate seats in different states. Who can I support? I'm going to say push to support women, like look for women first, you know, start looking at who is running for DA or sheriff in different municipalities, because that, you know, whether they're going to decide, say they're going to prosecute people or not, you know, like we're looking here in Iowa, they, you know, what, it's one thing to like ban abortion. It's another, if they're going to say, we're going to charge people with murder who drive people to Chicago to go have an abortion with, you know, and so it's like, okay, you want to see how many people who are like, well, I'm not even going to, pro-. that might be the laws, but I'm not prosecuting it. So that's where you're going to start looking to. So I also think that, you know, it's donating your gifts, your time, and the organizations that we normally have been looking at, like a Planned Parenthood, you're instead going to start looking more at, like, I'm thinking, uh, you know, at abortion access funds, people who can help pay for abortions, people, organizations that are driving folks across state lines, you know, in the deep South, especially, like, if you live in South Florida and abortions ban, your closest place is Maryland. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Iowa, like, it's bad, but it's like, well, you can go to Chicago or Minneapolis, like, that's crazy that we think that that's like getting off light, but it actually is more convenient than some of these other states. So yeah, so those are the places you want to look and think about if you're like, if you have money, donate. If you have time, donate that. If you're somebody who likes to plan parties, have a fundraiser. If you're someone who is the type that's like, you know what? I would love to put somebody in my car. I will happily drive someone. You sign up. I will use my guest room to house anybody. Go right ahead. Like that's, especially for California, you know, places in blue states, we need you. We need all hands on deck. And one final thing is the anti-choice movement waited 49 years for this. This is not going to be fixed in November. This is a long fight. And we have a 24 hour news cycle where people are like, oh my gosh, I'm outraged. And then the next day it's like, oh, whatever, I'm fine. (laughs) You know, I forgot I'm onto this outrage. This is keeping our eye on the ball and demanding to know who your local official, your local officials, 
you know, where do they stand on this? Because this is now a local issue. This is no longer something that's decided by the Supreme Court and at the federal level. Mm, I feel like it's an uphill battle, but you're right. We can't get distracted. We got to keep our eye on the ball. And I love the idea of, you know, do what you can do. You want to throw a party? Great. Do a fundraiser. You want to give your time? Great. Volunteer. You have money? Donate. And by the way, if you want to run, run. This yes. is no better time, right? If you've been thinking about it, you were like Grace and you've been thinking about it. This is the time. Throw your hat in the ring. Let's go. I, that's right. And I want to say this, like, if you're somebody who's sitting there going like, well, I can't, I have no experience. I, it doesn't I, like, we need people from outside the box more than ever right now. And I will tell you, I, I fully support, just do it. Absolutely. Just do it and go for it. And we need women. I can't say it enough. We need women more than ever. And, you know, people of color, all kinds of folks, because the way it's working right now is not working. No, it's not working. And we are not represented. You know, we are half the population and we are not represented at all. No. You know, you brought me to an interesting point, though, because, you know, you were talking about, you know, people think it's promiscuous and it's great for moms to step forward. I've never had an abortion. I would tell everybody in the world if I had one and I wouldn't feel one ounce of shame about it. I've never had an abortion, but I have, I care about women's reproductive rights. I have two kids, but I care about anybody having reproductive rights. And, but to the point I, you know, they had asked, I think it was Pete uh, Buttigieg or however you say his name. I think they asked him, you know, well, what, what point, you know, like I know you're pro choice, but at what point, and he made such a great point. He's like, I'm not going to give you a point of where a woman should be having her rights taken away. I'm telling you, I trust women. That's right. I'm telling you, I don't need to put a six week, eight week, 15 week, 23 week, ban it on a Tuesday, give you a 24 hour rate. I don't need to put anything on it because I trust a woman to know what is right for her own self and her own body. And when, and when people are, you know, it's, I love it. I love when people are like sharing their abortion stories, but truthfully, you don't even need to do that. Like, I appreciate it, but like, you don't need to give anybody a goddamn reason. No, if no. If you feel like you don't want to be pregnant anymore, you don't have to fucking be pregnant anymore. You don't need to have 18 reasons and lists and things. If you don't want to bring a human into the world and it's your body, you don't have to do it. And so I think it's also unringing that bell of like, why are we, I feel like we're like moving the goalposts around like, okay, well, if it's okay, well, can they just give us 20 weeks? I mean, like, yes. it's like, no, it's like, get out of my underwear. Yes. I am a woman. I'm not Mm -hmm. telling you what you can do with your body. And you would die if I did. If I said mandatory vasectomies for everyone, I mean, people would lose their minds. I cannot handle the way people are controlling women. This is not about having a baby and all the things. Because if it was, like everyone has said, we would have maternity leave and childcare and we wouldn't have gun violence and we would care this is not about saving lives. This is about controlling women. And when you control a woman and you have all these little stupid details and things, it's like, no, there needs to be zero control. It doesn't matter. 15, six weeks, eight, nine. I don't care about that. I want it gone. So to me, this is really a disturbing kind of discussion when people try to get into the semantics of what they will allow in terms of abortion. I'm like, it's not your fucking job. And it's always been kind of framed in this very shamey taboo way of like, oh, well, you know, they've felt such guilt forever since. And it's like, no, there are plenty of you. Maybe there are, and there are people who have not. And it is just, it is a procedure. It is healthcare. And that was one thing I was told early on in my campaign was like, 
if you want to be, if you're going to be this type of candidate, you need to say the word abortion. And I had people flinch that were like, you just said a right to an abortion. I was like, yeah, you know, they're saying, I think it's either one out of three or one out of four women have had an abortion. And so this, like this procedure that people are like, I don't know anybody who has, you know, people who have. Who could say that? It's also, it's interesting because, you know, with all, I think it is, it goes back to control, which is, you know, there are people in this world who are like, I don't like the fact that women work. I don't like the fact that there aren't enough white babies that are available for adoption, whatever it is. Like, it is just that we can, just can't get enough that it's like women I'm sorry. I believe that we are equal to men. I believe that we are given other rights. I believe we have the right to have dreams and we have the right to, you know, to our bodies, to our bodies. And that's right. And that's that we have to fight someone for the right to our own body. (laughs) You got to really think about that for like, you got to really think just for one second. I have to fight somebody for the right to my own body. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is insane. It's insane. Yeah. Well, I want to kind of switch gears because I want to know a little bit about you have some other really interesting things that you've done in your life, which I love. After your political career, you became the youngest executive leader at Stellandot. I love Stellandot. So I love reading that. You got on a company phone call in September 2019 thinking you were getting a raise only to find out that you were taking a 40% pay cut. Oh my God. How did you navigate that time and how did it fuel you to start your own business? You know, I think that's one of those phone calls or Zoom meetings that a lot of people had during the pandemic or that, or you come home and somebody wants a divorce or you're having to move. Like we just have these moments and I, you know, at the time I had so much anger and grief because I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. And I also think I, again, was really comfortable selling somebody else's product, like doing something for somebody else. So the idea of like, I'm now going to like be, hi, I'm Grace Van Cleave, like come, come buy what I'm selling. And that's me. Like that just, I was petrified by that idea. And I tried to like circumvent it so many times, but I, you know, I called one friend of mine, Beth Graves, who, you know, we know, and she, I called her and I was like, this is what's happening. And a week later she called and said, okay, so this is what we're doing. We are going to take this course with Rachel Rogers, this business coach, and we're going to do this, like, you know, we're going to do online businesses, online courses. And I was like, okay. And I, here I am, I'm like, want to go to this place of like, I have to save every dollar. Instead of like, I'm going to invest more in myself than I ever have. Like, there we go. (laughs) I love it. you know, and I didn't know what I would do, but I ended up really thinking about like, what are my gifts? And I'm like, and they're going like, what are the things that people compliment you on that you think are no big deal? And I'm like, always complimented on what I'm wearing. And I'm always just like, what, can't everybody get dressed? Like, can't everybody shop for themselves? And they're like, no, you can't. No, I'll so, tell you straight out. It's not easy. <laughs> so, you know, there are different iterations. You ended up becoming a, I was starting a personal styling company and it's really geared towards, you know, women, especially women entrepreneurs, but I have folks who work in offices too. And really it's just like, I hate doing my taxes and I hire somebody else to do that for me. So I don't go to jail or, you know, whatever else. Like it's like, you know, I take it off people's hands of either they don't have time or they are just like, I wear the same thing every day because I don't know what else to wear. Uh, So, so I think that, and you know, and I really, my thing is that we're not, I am not about like take a style quiz or you're this type. 
because women are so exhausted and tired of being put in boxes. Like we are more complex than that. And so it's really getting to know folks and what is it that's going to make, you know, what is it about Liz that is so beautiful and what can we do to make, bring that out, not put her in a costume because this is quote in style. So yeah, it's a personal experience. And I, you know, the best part of it is I get to work with amazing women and help them feel confident in how they look so they can go kick ass in the world. I love that. And you complimented me on my blouse. So I feel very special coming from you. You look fabulous. I know. I've got to find out where you got your glasses. Amazon, baby. Shut up. Those are great. By the way, this blouse is from Amazon. See, I'm, t- I'm going to have to go hit up. It's prime, like, it yeah, goes hit up what the prime day specials are. hundred percent. hundred percent. I want to pick up on what something you said though, because this is really interesting to me, to, to me, Grace. This conversation, you have told me that you were first supporting all these men in campaigns, right? And then you were like, wait a minute, maybe I'm the one I'm looking for. I'm going to run. And then the same thing happened to you in your job. You were working for someone else. And then you thought, who am I to be with Grace Boobsy by by myself, put my business out there. And I love this journey for you because it's all about you and your visibility and putting yourself out there and knowing that it's safe to do that. And I feel like there's so many women, you know, I run these masterminds, so we don't even know each other hardly, but I run these masterminds for women, these small groups, and I curate them and I bring different women together. So like, for example, if you're like, I'm going to, I want to do your mastermind, I build a whole group around you. It's really, it's a really interesting dynamic. And so in doing this, every single time I have a woman who says, well, I have this job and I'm doing this thing, but I have this other idea but I'm scared to do it. And I've had it for five years, 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, but I'm just scared because I don't want to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. answer is you're not putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Your worth is not up for negotiation. Mm-hmm. This is a business idea that you're putting out there and it may go and it may not go, may go mm-hmm. great, may go whatever. It doesn't matter because you are not putting yourself out there that's not happening. You're putting a business out there. And so when you were bringing that up, it was reminding me of all these conversations I've had with these women where they're like, I don't know, it's putting me out there. I'm like, oh. I'm putting you out there. you're not out oh. there. Oh my gosh. It is safe to be visible. I can't tell you how, like for my first year, I was like, not that successful. And I was like, why? Well, I didn't want to tell anybody about my business. I wanted to be (laughs) magically successful. And then I would let everyone know, like, tell me how that's supposed to work. And you, and a lot of times it's not just like even realizing that we're scared. It's like all the excuses of like, well, once I have the perfect website and once I have, you know, I don't have the time and I don't have, you know, once I get that, that my office put together, once the kids get in school once, you know, I mean, that's all just fear and nice and pretty shoes. Like it is, just (laughs) it's just, you're scared. And you know, what's the worst that can happen? Like who cares really? And and, and what's so funny about that, all that stuff, I call that runway stuff. Cause you know, you're just on the plane, you're on the tarmac, you're on the runway and you're like, let me just go to the bathroom one more time. Maybe I can get a water. You know what? Maybe I'm going is my seatbelt working? You know, just you just like anything you can do to not actually fly the plane. It's yes. like, no, dude, just get the plane up in the air and just go for it. You know, it's just gotta get off the runway. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Well, tell me about Amazing Grace Styling because I saw one of your Instagram posts. I told you this already, and it was killing me because a client of yours got asked if she was a stylist because you styled her so well. And she looks so good. Someone asked her if she was a stylist, which to me is like, I'm sorry, the ultimate 
compliment of your work. Hello. So tell me about your business and how it works and all the things. Yeah. I mean, I work with people, I used to say all over the country, but I have somebody, I have a British barrister now, so I can say all over the world. Oh, cool. Yeah. And again, I live in Des Moines, Iowa. It's not like, you know, you don't have to be from a fancy place. Like you, like I, you, it's like, what do you, what are your skills? Somebody wants it. And the big thing I find is that people, I find my clients are in two camps. They're either love style, but they just don't have time for it. Or they're like, just tell me what to wear. I have no idea. And you're dealing with a lot of trauma, whether it's, you know, your mother told you that you're too fat to wear stripes, like you're too, you know, growing up. So then you didn't, or if you're like me, you went, you know, prom dress shopping with all your friends and you couldn't fit in anything while they all could fit in everything. You know, we just all have different like things of what's going on. Or a big one is just like, oh, I can't spend money on myself. It needs to be you know, if it's something for my kids, if it's practical, that's okay. Well, guess what? You are your biggest advertisement. So I don't care what kind of business you have or you want to have. If you show up and you look like, like you know, I'll back up just a second. Like I'll, my example I give is I remember years and years ago, I went to like a women's networking coffee and this woman came up to me and she was literally wearing jean cutoffs and a t-shirt. And she told me she was a life coach. I am not criticizing her for wearing, for what she's wearing. I'm not being, this is not mean girls. It's just that I did not believe she could have been the life coach of my dreams. And I did not believe it. I did not believe it. I was just like, if you can't even show up correct, like, like, like you tried this morning, how am I going to believe that you're going to like get me to go and like shoot for things in my life that are possible. So that's the thing is that yeah, you know, it's, you can't judge a book by its cover, but you can present your best version of yourself. And I think I'm there to help people. Just like you said, you're helping people get rid of fear. I'm the same way. It's just like, yes, you can wear that color. Yes, you can wear this. And so, you know, people sometimes are kicking and screaming the whole time. And then they finally go out in public and they're like, oh my gosh, you changed my life. Everybody was complimenting me. And I'm like, you don't say, you don't say, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love your job. It's so like, to me, it's so fun. Like I definitely try, I have to, I kind of like look at, you know, Instagram. I try to figure, I'm like, that girl looks like me. Maybe I'll get her blouse, you know? So I, to me, it's like a little puzzle, but I'm not, it's rare that I'm like, Ooh, this looks great. I should get, I'm more like, I need ideas. Like someone needs to point me in a direction. So I really appreciate that you have that gift that you can do that for other people. And you encourage women that way. So I love that. I love it. Yeah. So what is next for you, Grace? Because I really have to know, inquiring minds of my own, are you going to run again? Will you throw your hat back in the ring after this whole political thing and everything we've been through and where we are in the country? And we need you, Grace. Are you going to, are you going to run anything? You know what? It's so interesting. The minute I found out I lost, the first thought that went through my mind was, oh my gosh, all of these people have given me money and I lost. Like, I mean, I called everyone I'd ever met in my life. Like, and people gave me lots of money. I mean, and it's still, and I'm sitting there going, I lost, like, I cannot believe this. And I immediately started getting texts that were like, run again, I'm in, I'm going to give you even more. Like, and so that's something I want you, if you've ever had, you know, what would look like a failure, know that like, like, just like I said, I was like, I wasn't successful. And you were like, yeah, you were that people are going to be pushing you to try again. And I, which I was floored by. So I don't know, I would run for office again, if it was the right position that I felt I could provide value. And it was something that was a good fit. 
but I'm not going to just go run for offices just to run for office. Right. Like, yeah, because that's what people, and again, people will suggest things to you and that's really nice, but it comes down to like, does that light me up inside? You know, and so, I mean, so that's the thing to think about. And so for right now, I'm not making any major decisions. I am learning to just be, and there is a grief process I've been going through, but doing things like this have been really helpful getting me out of that. And I'm really focusing on my business and just seeing like, where we'll see where life takes me and being open to what that could look like. Okay. I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> I'm going to take that because you know what, if you ask a woman, do you want to have more children? And they go, no, I'm like, oh, well that door is closed. Hello. But you ask a woman, do you want to have more children? And they go, well, I go, oh, you do. You want to have another. I see it. Cause you asked me, I'm like, hell to the no. I, I could ask him. So you didn't say Liz, hell to the no door closed. You were like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to be open. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, look, if I, if the opportunity came and I saw that, like, okay, this isn't just a vanity project or right. this oh. isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, I absolutely you know, would. Kind of way it works. And like we were saying, some of these other positions that you don't even think about have mm -hmm. more uh, power on the yeah. level than some other bigger things. And maybe also wouldn't be as taxing, you oh. know? So now that you know that there's other options too. It is. And I think it's also just trusting, you know, like that wasn't mine to be, it wasn't meant for me to be that state senator at this time. And just having to trust that, even though it doesn't mean I'm not disappointed. It doesn't mean that I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't upset, but it's just trusting of like, okay, something else is supposed to come along. It wasn't that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love it. All right. We're on to the speed round. It's my favorite time. It is party time. What does it mean to you to be a warrior woman? Because you certainly are one. Oh, thank you. I think it is living as authentically and unabashedly myself. And that has taken a lot of years as somebody who has been very, very much fear of rejection, very much fear of what people think of me and realizing like, you know, the only thing that matters is like what I think of me and the people I actually love and care about in this world, like what they think and only to an certain extent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's a caveat there too. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so I think it is just being unabashedly myself. And that includes my lifestyle, my, you know, decisions about marriage, about owning a home, anything. It's like what feels genuine and authentic to me. I love that. I love that. What is a mantra or quote you live by? Oh, whatever will be mine will be mine. Oh, I love that. I also uh -huh. love you're the leader you're looking for, which I think will be. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. What makes you feel unstoppable? Wearing a fabulous blazer. <laughs> uh, getting I a feel like that too. I feel yeah. like that too. Yes. I love and a good well, blazer. Like, <laughs> um, and also I think surrounding myself with amazing people who are like, when I'm like, I don't think I can do this. They're like, oh, heck yeah, you can get out there. <laughs> I love that. I love that. A blazer and support. What are you most proud of? I will say, I think running for office is up there. That is definitely something I'm incredibly proud that I did. And I'm proud that I have really the last 12 years have been very much like, I'm going to do different, like I shut doors on things that most people wouldn't shut their door. And I had a very good political career and I had lots of things, but it's just, oh, I guess to be more eloquent, I think it's not being scared of reinventing myself and kind of being open to new journeys all along the way. 
Yeah, I think that's so important. It's so important that you can kind of play and try and, you know, sink into something and then say, I don't want to do it anymore and have that flexibility. So mm -hmm. I love that. I love that exploration. What's exciting you the most right now? Ooh, I think right now I've got new, I think it's like, this is a time where I'm really, like, I've been so looking at different stuff and that I'm now like, okay, I am freaking running a business. Like this isn't a hobby. This isn't anything, but it's like, I can make whatever happen can happen. Like this is like, it's all within me. And I'm just really excited about this, like kind of new confidence in myself because I, you know, as we've talked about, like I have not had that before, you know, so I'm kind of, I'm excited to see what happens next. Well, I am so happy you came on today. This has been such a great conversation. I know that women would love to work with you. So I will definitely put all your contact and your website and how they can get in touch with you because you work with people from all over the place. They don't need to live in where you live that you yeah. can you know, help them anywhere they are. So, but I really appreciate, and I appreciate you and all of your campaigning for abortion rights and reproductive rights, because this is a long fight. It's a marathon. I'm such a sprinter. I am okay. not good at marathons, but I'm going to get good at marathons because that's yes. what it's going to take. That's exactly right. And Liz, thank you for all you do. We need women like you in this world who are living their own truth and also helping others find theirs. So thank you for having me on and for everything you do. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye, everyone.